Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What is up, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast. How are we doing? Monday afternoon, just press record. Big show, baby. Big, big show. A lot going on. Some pro day thoughts. Justin Fields is working out this week. Sam Darnold, Joe Brady thought a lot about their potential relationship. Had some some news over the weekend about Deshaun Watson. Read an interesting article about the Rams, Les Snead, and how they are revolutionizing might be strong, but adapting in this modern day time and changing their scouting practices I found pretty interesting. And uh, and then, of course, the Middlecoff mailbag, at John Middlecoff is my Instagram account. Slide up into those DMs. We answer your questions right here. Also, if you listen on Colin's feed, please go subscribe to the 3 and Out feed. It helps with everything. Leave a review. Many of you have. I, uh, I greatly respect, and I'm tipping my hat to you right now, even though I'm not even wearing a hat. I can't. Obviously, I'm a bald guy. I'm, I'm hitting my head right now. And, and thanks to you. Appreciate y'all. That's how they say, I think, in the South. Uh, some people have said I have a Southern draw, drawl, and maybe that's just... I, I'm a country music guy. I, I'm an everything. I, I never understood people with music. Like, same thing with dating. Like, what's your type? I don't know. Hot? Cool? Like, I like her? I don't, I don't really have a type. What's your type of music? I don't know. Good music? What kind of food do you like? I don't know. Good food? I've never pigeonholed myself with a lot of things. I, I try to stay open-minded. I, I don't like to have a type. Now, I... I fall in love with certain restaurants, but I, I would never just eat that and be the only restaurant I eat the rest of my life. I don't know how I got off track here. But yeah, let's dive into uh, the Pro Day stuff. Okay, Justin Fields is working out this week, 
And let's face it, this workout feels like a job interview for Kyle Shanahan. And in a second, I'm going to dive into a couple things that I believe and what I don't believe. This is really crystallized. No one in their right mind would trade the picks that Kyle Shanahan traded to move up to number three without knowing exactly who they were going to draft. I I keep using the analogy, you would never take your entire life savings to play it safe. Most people, when they take, you hear these stories about people taking their entire life savings to like invest into a business, invest into a company, right? To do something bold. That's what the Niners just did. They, They traded all these picks and then to take Mac Jones would be the complete opposite. It would be like, I took all my money from my savings account and I put it into an ETF. It's like, what, well, you were earning a return in the savings account. What, what are you doing here? Like, are, we, are we taking a big swing? Or did you want to just try to act like you're taking a big swing and then you're going to take the guy with the highest floor? Even though there is no such thing as a guaranteed floor. right? That is just something said in draft rooms. This guy has a high floor. Yeah, high floors can also turn into bad players. Solomon Thomas, when the Niners drafted him, was supposed to have a high floor. Cleland Farrell, when the Raiders drafted him, was supposed to have a high floor. Those guys are basically backup players. The the irony now is Solomon Thomas plays on the Raiders. But just because you take a guy with a high floor early in the draft does not mean that guy's going to be any good. That just means, in theory, he won't be a bust because he'll be a functional player. But when you draft really high, you're not looking for a functional player. You're looking for an all-pro. You're looking for a difference maker. When you invest a lot of money into something, you're looking for a big return. If I give someone $30 million, I'd expect a lot in return, right? If I, As an investor. Well, that's what these... I mean, a contract, when you get drafted in the first round, a top five pick, you're making $30, $35 million. I expect more of you than I do of my fourth round pick. Now, if I get George Kittle in the fifth round, it's found money and it's awesome. Part of why it's so awesome is I didn't expect that. And part of the reason we talk about guys being bust, one of the reasons Mitch Trubisky was such a polarizing player, not because he was an average to below average quarterback, because he was a second pick in the draft. And they traded up from three to two. But he was two. If he had been a second round pick, it would have been a polarizing conversation about Mitch, but we would not about talked about him like we did. The reason Sam Darnold moves the needle, because he was a third pick in the draft. Wentz, Goff, Mariota, Jameis, your draft slot, like for most of us, when, when I got out of college, when all you guys listening got out of college or out of high school or whatever, I think college is a little overrated. I technically had to go to college to become a GA without an undergraduate degree. I actually never would have been worked never been would have been able to work in football because my in was basically being able to go to graduate school, even though I'm not a huge believer of the college system. Like, really, what I do now and everything I've done since I left Cal Poly has nothing to do with anything I learned in school. In my two years at Fresno State, when I got a graduate degree, they both hang on my wall right now. My mom framed them for me. Literally, there's nothing I learned at either of those places in a classroom that impacts my life right now. Not one thing. I've learned everything from the streets, <laughs> from real life, right? And but like to to work in football, that's where I had to work. But my first job, whatever our first jobs are, doesn't define you, right? It, it doesn't. You don't carry that with you the rest of your life. If you went to work at some sales job for some tech company, you went to work as an accountant at KPMG. 
whatever you did in your first quote-unquote real full-time job, five years later, you might have had three jobs since. Five years later, you might have started your own company. Five years later, you might be working in a completely different industry, doing great, right? It, it's irrelevant. Yet in football and in pro sports, your first job is you get drafted, right? And where you get drafted kind of defines the rest of your career a little bit, or at least the conversation revolving around it. Like really why Tom Brady, one of the first things we ever say about him, he's won seven Super Bowls, was he was a six-round pick. That is a defining characteristic of his, an attribute of his entire story. So when we're talking about drafting these guys really high, we are shooting for pro bowlers, star players. And it's pretty clear right now the way the draft is shaping up. Trevor Lawrence has been the number one pick forever. Zach Wilson is going number two. I told Colin on his on his volume pod that one thing I had heard from a buddy who worked with Joe Douglas, and this makes sense, right? My core philosophies of football, the my my core beliefs in football were taught to me by two people and really just two philosophical ideas. Pat Hill and the Fresno State football program. And then when I got to Eagles, Andy Reid, Howie, and the and the Eagles, what we look for in players and learning from you know, the Veaches and the Lewises and the people that I worked around. That has defined the way that I watch football. And it's it's changed probably a little bit over time uh, as some of these guys have gone different places and they've had success with different type players and just watching the 49ers and the Raiders in my backyard. I mean, it's I, I've changed a little bit, but I was kind of, I was brought up in talent trumps all. That was the thing at Fresno State. Pat loved talent, <laughs> loved elite traits. And he was taught once upon a time by Bill Belichick with the Cleveland Browns. And Andy had zero height requirements, size requirements. We just wanted players. Whether you look like Deshaun Jackson, whether you look like Trent Cole, whether you look like Tom Bali, if you could play, there was a spot for you on the squad. And that's the opposite of certain franchises, right? That is not the New York Giants. They're big into size. They're big into measurables. Packers have always been that way under Ron Wolf and, and some of the new crews. So we're all defined by who teaches us as young scouts. And Joe Douglas was brought up in the Ravens culture with Ozzie Newsome, right? That's where you had it with Daniel Jeremiah. Those guys came up together. And one thing that I was told that they really believe in is like football swag, football confidence. And think about some of those teams. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs. Those dudes walk in the room. It's like, holy shit. They got some shit to them, right? And then on top of that, they're great players, but they carry themselves like great players. They value that. And that Zach Wilson has some of that. And that, and obviously, he's a talented player, but because I, I question, like, listen, if I was running a franchise in New York City in the pressure cooker that is the biggest market in America, even if the bar was low and my team had sucked, I have a brand new coach Bring a guy from a small town in Utah to New York City. I've said it over and over on this podcast. I think that's a big stretch. He also had his breakout year against really shitty teams. The one thing, like when Joe Burrow had his big year, he's playing everybody. He kicked everybody's ass. We watched them start to finish. They dominated. Bama, Clemson, you name it. There was no one in his way. It's like, okay, this translates. Say what you want about Tua. He played big-time schedule. Justin Herbert had been a four-year starter at Oregon. Like Zach Wilson had one big year against kind of nobodies. Now, he was the best player every time he got on the field. 
So that's not nothing. But man, that, that would make me nervous. And then we get to the third pick. And I want to dive into something, what I believe and what I don't believe. Right now, what I do not believe is Mac Jones is the 49ers pick. I cannot envision them trading all these picks. Kyle Shanahan, the guys he's had success with, just in his Niners tenure, I mean, they just traded for, I don't know, Trent Williams, who sat out a year, missed the offseason because there wasn't one last year, showed back up and made a Pro Bowl. When you look up the word NFL freaks, if Trent Williams' picture was there, they would not get it wrong. George Kittle, freak. Fred Warner, freak. Nick Bosa, elite traits. The guys the Niners have had success, success with have been guys with elite traits. They've taken high floor guys. Mike McGlinchey, number nine overall, hasn't gone well. He was terrible last year. Solomon Thomas, high floor guy, super smart guy. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. He was average at best. To me, Kyle Shanahan has experienced it. He played in, or coached in, in against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl and lost when he was kicking Mahomes' ass. Why? Mahomes flips the switch. Mahomes is a freak and won a Super Bowl basically by carrying his team in the last five minutes. It was incredible. So I, I just, I have a hard time thinking they're going to take Mac Jones. I don't believe it. Something I do believe, Kyle Pitts, the hype is real. Who the hell is covering a guy that's 6'6 that can move like that? He is basically Calvin Johnson meets Julio Jones meets Gronkowski. Now, he's not going to block like Rob Gronkowski. Here's what I know. Coaches don't care. Put him in the slot. Good luck checking him. No one will be able to. He is the ultimate mismatch. In a league full of mismatches, right, with these Alvin Kamara's, and these, these running backs that get put on linebackers and these tight ends, you know, like Hawkinson now got drafted a couple years ago. Obviously, Gronkowski, the Kittles, the Kelseys, the Wallers. There is no one to run with these guys. If they are healthy and their quarterback's playing well, they can get you 12 and 180 and two touchdowns every game because no one can cover them. The only person that really ever had a chance to cover Gronkowski was Cam Chancellor. A hard-hitting physical safety. You can't even play like that anymore. So I, I think Kyle Pitts, the hype is real. Now, I've said as of last week, I don't believe the Cowboys. I think they're using Kyle Pitts to get people to take him, drive defensive players or offensive line, been down to them. Number two, something I don't believe, Jimmy Garoppolo is safe. You don't mortgage the future, take a quarterback at three, and keep Jimmy Garoppolo on the team. The most valuable thing a rookie quarterback brings to your franchise is his contract. And his contract, the moment you draft him, starts. You don't want to waste the first year if you don't have to. The parallels with Alex Smith and Jimmy Garoppolo make no sense. Alex had made the playoffs three or four years. He was a durable player. He did not get injured. Jimmy Garoppolo, not dependable. And right now, still has a little value. If he plays and either gets benched for the rookie or gets injured, that value goes into the Pacific Ocean, down to the bottom of it. Alex Smith, his value was strong. He was durable. Like They could play him and his value was not going to go down. Hell, it went up. That's not the case with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, his value could go up if he had a good season. Seems pretty risky. When you break down the asset, I see a lot of more negatives than I do positives. I would trade him the moment I draft whoever at least over that next 24, 48 hours of the draft. 
Number two, I've said this all along, things I believe. I think Jalen Waddell, the Alabama wide receiver, will go ahead of Devontae Smith, the other Alabama wide receiver. Now, one guy won the Heisman, the other guy broke his leg. I think Waddle's a better NFL prospect. Now, it's kind of hit or miss with the people I talk to, but one good argument I've heard for Devontae Smith, who is a 4'5 guy, who weighs 169 pounds, is he dominated at that size and speed his whole life. In the best program in the country, in the best conference in the country, where the games mean the most. And that's true. It's just a different animal in the NFL. And I'm just going to lead a guy that's a little bigger. Now, I think he's a little shorter, but who's definitely faster. So Jalen Waddle to me, is going to get drafted on uh, in round one ahead of Devontae Smith. Things I don't believe. This is my last one. The Falcons buzz. Within the last week, there was a story that came out through Chris Mortensen that said, the head coach and the GM are not on the same page. Bullshit, I don't believe that. I think that's a classic leak and see what you can get. Maybe we'll be able to pull a trade. Maybe someone will try to think they can take advantage of us and give us some picks and get number four pick. Those guys were on the same page. Because then a couple days later it comes out, oh, now they're on the same page. If that is true, they already have the most dysfunctional organization going. That, that gets out when you guys have been together. I mean, you're in your honeymoon phase. You haven't even had your first NFL draft yet. And things are getting out that you guys are disagreeing. Now, disagreeing is normal. You want disagreement. That's it's why I the, one of the best things I've ever done is I deleted Twitter from my phone. Now I'm not deactivating my account, but I don't I don't need to look at it on my phone. It makes me angry. It's actually a place where disagreement doesn't happen. It's if you don't think like us, we're going to try to cancel and talk shit to you all day long. It's like that's a miserable place. Any healthy organization, any healthy family, any healthy business, any healthy football team you don't want everyone thinking the same. If we're thinking the same, that's that's we're not going to get anywhere. That's going to be a disaster. Now, there are going to be some basic ideas that everyone's going to agree on. But if you show me any player in the draft, beside maybe like Trevor Lawrence, I should get a couple different opinions. That's healthy. If you don't think all over the league, head coaches and GMs over the last couple months have not agreed on the players, you're high on the good stuff. So, like, I just don't believe that. I think they were messing with people, trying to get people to try to trade for the pick. Maybe there's no buzz. Maybe there will be on draft night. But that, to me, has planted story written all over it. And then last, I do believe this, that Washington, they say, is in love with Trey Lance. I don't necessarily, when I read a story and I see Team X is in love with player, I don't necessarily think that's true. But when it's about a quarterback and it's a team that needs a quarterback, I could see Washington if a player like Trey Lance or Justin Fields were, let's say, fall to Carolina, and let's say Carolina's like, we're going to give Sam Darnold the two-year window, we'll trade you to Washington for three first-rounders, I could see that happening. I could see Washington coming up to bat and taking a Vladimir Guerrero hack and trying to hit a grand slam. And I wouldn't blame him. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was at the Masters this weekend. Looks like he's just got a great life. He's sitting there with a Yeti hat. It had to be the best Masters ever to go as a fan. I mean, there was like 15% capacity. You could sit wherever you want. You could watch whatever you wanted. And Fitzpatrick was eating it up. Uh, Can you imagine getting Fitzpatrick with like a Justin Fields backing him up? You basically do the same thing that the Miami Dolphins just did. Now, what's the price point, right? Do If I'm the Washington, I'm coming up from... They made the playoffs despite having an under 500 record. So do I got to part with 
next year's first rounder and next year's second rounder, I don't know exactly what the price would be because the farther you get, 8, 9, 10, it's not as expensive. A couple years ago, when the Cardinals traded for Josh Rosen, they went from 15 to 10 and all it cost was a third rounder. Now, person like myself, I crushed the Raiders for that trade. It didn't feel like it was enough. They're coming for their franchise quarterback. Ironically, they got rid of him the next year and drafted their franchise quarterback. But to me, you should have gotten more in the third-round pick. But that's the negotiation on draft night. The clock's ticking. You know, they, they say that uh, deadlines create deals, and you have a deadline on, on when you're on the clock. Like, you don't have an unlimited amount of time like you technically do right now in the lead-up to the draft. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, You have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16, had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better. To essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16, can't, hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. Every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And I wanted to talk about Sam Darnold and just the situation that arose by him getting traded. Now, this had kind of been the elephant in the room. I I can't imagine being 23 years old. When I was 23 years old, I was technically, I think I graduated college when I was 23. Now I went for five years, you know, five years, five-year plan. Wasn't a four-year guy. But I, I, I was not very mature in my 20s when it came to money, when it came to pressure, when it just came to real life. I did most of my growing up probably happen 29 to 35. It's still, I mean, I'm 36. It keeps going. But like, I give these kids so much credit. Sam Darnold at 23 gets the NFL at 20, 21 years old, is the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Like, that's pressure. That That's that's intense pressure. Now, I was fired twice by the time I was 31. And, you know, when I was growing up, that word, you got fired, that meant you were late, you were lazy. You were a bad worker. I remember the first time it happened, I was just very insecure about telling anyone. Like, you still work for the Eagles? Like, no, you know, I just kind of moved on. No, I I got fired. My contract wasn't renewed. But it was, there was, Chip Kelly came in. And we argued in a draft meeting. And he wanted to bring in his guy. Whatever. Shit happens. In in, in pro sports, you were hired to be fired. And then I got into radio, which is kind of similar. Like, shows get canceled all the time in TV and radio. It's a great part about podcasting. No cancellations. Uh, and it, it, things just happened. New management came in. It got weird. Whatever. And sometimes in life, when you're down and out, when you're especially when you're young, you need people to kind of throw you a bone. And sometimes when you least expect it, you get thrown that bone. Like how many people do you know that have been in bad breakups, bad divorces, and they come over to your house and they're, they're drinking with you and your wife or whatever. And your wife's like, "Hey, I got this friend." at work, or I got this new girlfriend, she's single, you guys should go out. And then they go out, and they hit it off, and they start dating. And everyone's happy again. And the misery just ends. And it was something completely out of your control. Just a buddy and his wife was like, bro, you should, I got Julie. Just, she want, she's single. Take her out. Here's her number. Text her. This is her Instagram handle. Shoot her a DM. It's pretty easy. It happens all the time. Then you see, you see Billy, you know, three weeks later, he's happy as, you know, pig and shit. He's like, oh, thank you so much. I needed that happens all the time in business situations when you feel you're down and out and all of a sudden you link up through a friend pre-corona social event right and you start talking shop you're like we should link up and something happens out of nowhere and I think sometimes in football you could get in a position where you don't get to pick where you're drafted especially when you're a top pick you usually go to bad teams where'd Sam Darnold go to the Jets they were a disaster embarrassing GM in Mike McCagden they hire Adam Gase who I read today in Albert Breer's piece, didn't even like Darnold coming out. 
But it's like, well, you didn't like Darnold coming out and you still took the job? Well, of course he didn't. That was going to be his last job. And he takes the job and it was a disaster. And Sam Darnold is just kind of gets, you know, he's like, he's viewed as part of the problem, even though he might not have been that big a part of the problem. It might have been all Adam Gase. It might have been the terrible GM. We don't know. Now, Sam Darnold might not be good, but we're about to find out. I heard an interesting stat the other day, listening to Michael Lombardi's podcast. He said, and he's tight with Rule because his son worked for him at Baylor. I think still might work at Carolina, not sure. But this stat really stood out to me. 25 of Sam's 39 career picks came when trailing. Well, obviously, the Jets are always down. They were a god-awful team. And I think sometimes, Sam Darnold went to New York. My question was, Zach Wilson is like, how's he going to handle it? Mentally. Is he going to be okay to just the, the... the daily pressure and the negativity that comes with being the quarterback in New York, it's hard. Sam can handle it. Sam actually now gets to go to Carolina, which is much more low-key. Coming off a terrible, really, two years. So he gets an easy landing spot. Also, Joe Brady should thank his lucky stars. Because when you're drafting eight, you don't have a great opportunity to get a quarterback. You're stuck with Teddy Bridgewater, who, let's face it, is a good backup, not a starter. You get Sam Darnold, who actually has a lot of parallels People forget Joe Burrow. Like, Joe Burrow became a star, but before he was a star, his year before at LSU, we thought he was an average player. And then Joe Brady came, and he became Joe Burrow, the number one overall pick, who went to Cincinnati, and before he got hurt, looked like he was going to be a Pro Bowl-level guy in this league. So, Joe Brady gets a quarterback that actually has a lot of parallels to Joe Burrow in just the terms of the way he plays. Athletically, keeping plays alive with his legs, being able to improvise. Now he has some things he has to clean up, but they have weapons. They ha- last. I love Frank Gore. Frank Gore is a legend where I live. An absolute legend. But he's like 50 years old. In a league where it's never been easier to find random running backs, undrafted guys, and you can just start them and kind of develop them into good players, the Jets were, Frank Gore was their starter. Like, I like Joe Douglas. That's an embarrassment. Was Adam Gase making that happen? Like, I would have said, like, we're not doing this. We're going to take someone off a practice squad and we're going to play him with some upside. He had no wide receivers. His offensive line beside the left tackle they drafted was a train wreck. Now he gets to go to Carolina with the offensive coordinator who who went from being at an all-time high at LSU, getting a probably a huge pay raise, going with Rule to Carolina to, like, Kind of being irrelevant last year. I know someone hit me like, middle cop, you're talking shit about Joe Brady. He had multiple thousand-yard receivers and McCaffrey was hurt. Yeah, I get that. But no one outside of Carolina paid attention. Joe Brady is a guy that if Sam Darnold's good this year, who I think he could be, I mean, they got a bunch of offensive weapons. They have a high pick. They could take a sweet offensive lineman. They could take an impact wide receiver. Hell, they could take Kyle Pitts. Who's to say that they couldn't have like a top seven or eight offense? And all of a sudden, is Joe Brady a lock to get a head coaching job next year? That's how fast this thing can turn, right? We go from, oh, Joe Brady's the guy that, you know, changed Joe Burrow's life to, damn, you see the Carolina offense? They're top five in the league right now. Top five passing offense. And same with Sam Darnold. Oh, maybe Sam Darnold wasn't a joke. Maybe it was just the stink of Adam Gase. And sometimes when you're young, if you get in the wrong situation, think how many stories in life you read about people that fucked up when they were young. I was running with the wrong crowd. I I was hanging with the wrong people. Now, unlike Sam Darnold, as we can control who we hang out and who we don't. As a a quarterback in the NFL, you can't control where you go. 
But same type, you know, just in theory, very similar, right? You, oh, that was a bad guy. Well, actually, he might have been a good guy. He was just running with some bad apples. And then you take him out of that situation, you get him hanging out with some higher-level guys, all of a sudden, that guy changes his life, starts a business, becomes a millionaire. <laughs> like, you know, changes the course of his family's life. How often do we see it with players? Oh, this guy sucked there. And then he goes to the Steelers, to the Patriots, to Seattle. You're like, damn, this guy's good. Remember Diggs, the dude that the Seattle traded for from uh, the, the safety from Detroit. I didn't even know that much about him. Seattle got him. He started knocking people out. I'm like, well, that guy wasn't that good in Detroit. And then Seattle gets him, and now he's kicking ass and taking names. Now, every, there are, when you're an elite player, Khalil Mack, you can go to the Raiders and kick ass and go to the Bears and kick ass. Jalen Ramsey, Jamal Adams. But most players are not the cream of the crop. Even the number three pick in the draft. He's going to need help. And now he potentially has it. And he can change the course of his story, of his professional career. He can change the course, and Joe Brady can't, of his own career. Like, part of becoming a great coach is having talented players. Part of being a great player is having good coaches. And Sam Darnold hasn't had that. And Joe Brady this year with Teddy Bridgewater didn't have that either. I'm actually really excited to watch the Carolina Panthers play this year. I wanted to talk today about Deshaun Watson. And I had mentioned him on the Friday show about the situation and how it was getting weird. How I just red flagged he had been associated with 45-plus massage therapists. 22 against him. He had 18 supporting him. Just the whole situation was red flagged. Not that he was guilty. Not that he was not guilty. Just that the whole thing was getting a little weird. And I had said all along that, again, just a state school guy, no law degree, and I understand these lawyers tell you to keep quiet. But if in one of these situations, and I was as famous and as big of a public figure as he was, if I was in the situation where people were dragging my name, my family's name, my reputation through the mud, and I was innocent, I don't give a shit what you tell me. Because again, never forget, you pay the lawyer for advice. You pay him for advice. He doesn't pay you. You pay him. I would say something. And then we got a piece of information this week that brought some things to light. And let me say this. We, in some form or fashion, judge every single person. The way you talk, your jobs, what you do for a living, how you conduct yourself, what you're wearing. Uh, let's face it, it's just, it's just a truth. It's human nature, right? Any business meeting you've ever had, anytime you're going on a date, it's kind of, you know, the basis of society. You're judging every situation, every individual. Uh, in the world of football, that's what scouting is. Making judgments on people and players. And they're connected because a player is a person. How they act, how they operate. And I've said over and over, and Colin's been hammering this home for years. The bar's pretty low at wide receiver. The bar's very low at pass rusher. No one really cares at linebacker. I can deal with a scummy right guard. The bar at quarterback is through the roof. The expectations for a quarterback are really, really high. There is a reason when the Chiefs are putting their team together, the last human being they ever worry about is Patrick Mahomes. 
You know the last person that the Ravens worry about now? Lamar Jackson. The Bills, Josh Allen. These are just the young players. Seattle, I mean, they they butt heads with Russell Wilson. They don't ever worry about him getting in trouble. You think the Packers have ever had two thoughts about, are we going to have an issue with Aaron Rodgers off the field? I'm not talking to arguing over contract or Jordan Love draft pick. I'm talking about something happening with the law. The answer is no. What was one of the defining characteristics when the Cowboys, according to all of us with common sense, overpaid Dak Prescott? Say you can't pay enough for the quality of human being he is. His leadership, his character, he's everything we want in a Dallas Cowboy. And everything I've heard from about Dax as he's been in the NFL is like, God, I'd like to be friends with this guy. This dude's impressive. That's the bar. That's the standard. Roethlisberger had issues early in his career. Everyone still rips on him and I think looks at him like he's kind of a scumbag. Let's call a spade a spade. And it's pretty clear when Rusty Harden admitted Deshaun Watson had consensual sex now, de- describing exactly what that means, obviously it could be several different things that I'm sure several you, we've read, uh, with these women. So they admitted to there were sexual encounters with this. And having sex with someone is not a crime. That doesn't change my opinion from Friday. Guilty, innocent, I have no clue. Here's what I do know. He was clearly addicted to getting after with massage therapists. Because look at the resume here. There are 40-plus women that he... 40-plus masseuses. That's insane. That doesn't make him a criminal. That doesn't make him guilty. Just like, maybe they are telling the truth. I don't know. He, But the moment they admitted that, I saw Peter King wrote today, there ain't a team interested anymore. That is a major red flag. Because when I pay a player, if I'm a GM, and he's my quarterback... 30, 35, 40, 45. The cap's going to go back up. These numbers are going to be astronomical. I better never have to worry about them. Deshaun Watson, when Rusty Harden admitted that on Friday, put a massive red flag on the back of his client. Even if all this goes away and it turns out they all made it up, which I hate even guessing. I don't know. But if that's the best case scenario for Deshaun Watson in his career, that it just all goes away, It'll be hard to ever look at him the same. And listen, sex ain't a crime. It's something in life that we're all either doing, thinking about doing, or talking about with our friends. So it's like, I I don't blame Deshaun Watson for wanting to have sex. But to do it through the massage therapist, I'm sorry. That is more than just bizarre. That's, to me, it's like, what the fuck's up with this guy? What is this guy's deal? I thought Deshaun Watson, I was always told, would be the last guy in the league you'd ever have to think about. I.E. Mahomes. I.E. Lamar. I.E. Dak Prescott. Instead, he's got this legal battle where they're admitting, they're like, yeah, he was sleeping around with massage therapists. That's a problem. Because next year, who knows the way this is going to play out and what's going to happen this year. Suspended, whatever. But from a contract, from a football standpoint, he was scheduled to make $10 million this year. That's why teams would have been very, very interested in the trading for him. Because his contract doesn't really kick in until next year when those numbers start going 35, 35, 35. You think, I don't care how good he is, I'd feel comfortable bringing a guy into my locker room just the way society and for the better has changed 
when I can't trust him to make good decisions away from the building when it comes to women? It's one of the number one things we ask in scouting, right? Not only how he treats people that don't necessarily determine his playing time. Like if you go to Ohio State or Alabama, I want to talk to the academic advisor because he's always going to be on his best behavior around Saban or Ryan Day or the offensive or defensive coordinator. How does he treat the academic advisor? And then the other question I'm going to ask is like, how do you treat women? Especially if that academic advisor is a woman. Does it he, does he get uncomfortable? That's a big thing. I mean, these are questions that are asked. And this is an uncomfortable topic. But these are uncomfortable conversations that went on around the league for the last month. And I'll promise you, the moment that it came out, I saw the, someone forwarded me the tweet of Rusty Harden saying, we are not denying that he had sexual relations with, this, with these women. It was consensual. And if that is the truth, I'll promise you this. That tweet got sent to every GM that was ever interested in Deshaun Watson. They went, whoa. Whoa. He got red flagged at that moment. And he already was. I mean, he's in this kind of tornado of this issue. But even if he comes out of this and it all goes away, no one will ever forget that. That doesn't determine his life. But Deshaun Watson, let's let's face it, we don't look at him the same as we did three or four months ago. Definitely not with this. But now he's admitting this. There's a reason why he didn't come out and say it's all bullshit. I just hired these women to give me massages because he was hooking up with them. Now, is he the first guy to ever hook up in the NFL with the massage therapist? You'd be naive to think that. He's the first one to ever have an issue. He's the first one to have, feels like, 45-plus massage therapists on call. I, I just don't get it. I would imagine if I did a poll of the top 100 NFL players, and most of them probably have chefs, they have trainers, they have a, a trainer, a chef. Maybe if the chef's bad, they get a new one. They don't have 17 chefs. They don't have 14 trainers. That would be kind of weird. Just like having 45 massage therapists is bizarre. This situation took a turn not into Sean's favor regardless how this thing plays out. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. 
Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. Can't Hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. Every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, let's, uh, let's dive into a story before we get into the Middlecoff mailbag. I read it this morning. I like to read, you know, keep the mind flowing on The Athletic about Les Need and the Rams scouting department and how they've kind of revolutionized the game. They don't send scouts to pro days really anymore. They stopped sending scouts a couple years ago to the Combine. And this year they didn't go to the Senior Bowl. They just watched it all on television. And they thought they were a lot more efficient. And I actually just, before I recorded this podcast today, I went over a good buddy... You know, one of my best friends growing up, he actually lives down the street from me, Ryan, and his beautiful wife, Mona, just had a baby, Isla. And we took him a bottle of wine and a nice little present, you know, try to be a good guy. And we were talking, Mona has, she's a dominant businesswoman. She worked for Salesforce, she works for these different companies, then she works for this company that got bought by Salesforce, she crushed it. And we were just talking a lot about in the tech business, how some of her clients... Some of them are mandating people go back to work. Some people had some like people that lived in the Bay Area had moved to Sacramento, but then the company is not going to pay them as much. 
because part of paying them more is to live in the Bay Area. The cost of living is cheaper there if you move out of state. And just about the thought of these companies now, Google ran an ad during the Final Four. Corona's over. Time to get back to normal. (laughs) And then, I mean, you think it was coincidence? Two days later, Gavin Newsom's like, oh, California's going to open as well. No, they get their marching orders from Silicon Valley. And Silicon Valley had been one of the, the progressive industries of like, everyone can just work from home. And now they're like, yeah, we got to start coming back to work a little bit. Maybe not nine to five, five days a week, but you have to spend some time at the office to get things done. And Mona was saying like some of her best attributes in her job is doing deals in person. It's a lot harder to do a job over Zoom. We've talked about it leading up to the draft. Every scout is getting the same bit of information on the Zoom call with all the major programs. That's cookie-cutter bullshit. If you just go off that, you'll lose. you got to go above and beyond. You have to get personal interactions to get the best information, to do the best business deals. That's usually how the real world works. And part of Rams and Les Snead, they've gotten a lot of credit because... They, they, they've probably cut costs for Kroenke, not sending the scouts to the combine, not going to the senior bowl. Here is a simple reality, though, for them. And listen, I think pro days can be really overrated, like especially in a normal year. I've gone to the school a couple times. We've seen the kid at the combine. We got his measurables. Like, what else do we need to know? Like, what's he going to do at the pro day that we don't already know? One attribute, though, of a normal year for pro days is you can get some information. And you can gather information. You can gather, because guess what? Most humans want to do? Talk. Well, what are these guys hearing in their buildings? The information. So being able to gather that information on the road is big. It helps you take that information, give it to your bosses, the GM, the head coach, and then use that information to help you in the draft. Now, one reason the Rams, it doesn't fucking matter, because they haven't had a first-round pick for like a decade. And they're not going to have a first-round pick for years coming up. So listen, have they been able to get away with not sending people to the combine, to the senior bowl? Of course, they haven't had high-end picks. If I'm going to take a guy in the fourth or fifth round, do you know what I don't care that much about? Like, if the guy's good, we'll keep him on the team. Every year, I would say 50% of fifth-round picks are cut and put on practice squad. It's not the end-all, be-all. So they are, why? Because you're not investing that much into them. A fifth, sixth, seventh-round pick... I'm not investing really any guaranteed money in them. So if I cut them, I don't care. Do you know who you never cut who has a bad first year? A first-round pick. A second-round pick. The Rams trade those picks to get Jalen Ramsey, to get Matt Stafford. You think they wouldn't have sent someone to Aaron Donald's pro day? I'll bet you they did. I'll bet Les Snead was sitting there front and center when Aaron Donald was at the Senior Bowl. The moment that this administration, less need, starts getting high-end picks again, here's what they'll do. They will go watch those guys in in person. You would never, in whatever business you're working in, if like the most basic deal, like I do a ton of advertising deals through ad agencies for my podcast, Haberman Milkoff, just through email. I've never met any of these people. The only time I ever meet with the companies, DraftKings or... I got, I've actually got some new cool companies coming, is when you do this sales call before you do the ad reads on your show. So they can tell you a little bit about your company. You can talk to them, any questions. You never actually, I never even see them. But when I've done big deals with like local companies, I go to lunch with them. I see them in person. They want to see me in person. 
Just like if you're going to draft a guy in the first round, more than likely you're going to meet the guy. You're going to spend time with the player. Why? Because you're investing a lot in them. Now, here's why I will give the Rams a lot of credit. They don't, the 40 time is irrelevant to them. They have found a way to use the GPS tracking that they get from the colleges and factor that in with the film and find out how fast the guy plays. Because the, the times right now all over the country are insanely fast. Every dude is running between like 4.38 and 4.48. Now, if these guys have all gone to the combine, half of them would be in the 4.5s and 4.6s. But the dude that would normally run a 4.65 at the combine is running like a 4.51 at his school. Well, he ain't that fast. Jamar Chase, who's a top 10 player in this draft, ran 4.3. I had a scout tell me that they got him at 4.36. I like Jamar Chase. I would take him probably in the top 12. He ain't a 4.36 guy. He's probably like 4.48. So, but I, if I find out it's real time, like the 40-yard dash can be a little overrated. The, some of the uh, the lateral testing. To me, if you can see on film, the guy has lateral agility. He can make guys miss. I don't need him to run a short shuttle, right? I don't need him to do a vertical jump if I watch, if he's Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts and I see how explosive he is. There's a reason slow guys don't like running because they're slow. They play slow on tape. And some guys, some slower players play fast on tape, right? Or are able to play around it. Anquan Bolden, Keenan Allen, like those guys can't run. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't need to watch you run a 40 to know you're fast or not. If you if you could scout, you know, worth your salt. But to think that, like, the Rams are revolutionizing everything by not sending people to these important events is kind of BS. Because they haven't had any picks. To me, this would be a major story if they had nailed the last five first-round picks. They haven't had a first-round pick since Jared Goff. And they won't have one till 2000. They don't have one this year. They won't have one next year. They won't have one until 2023. So I, I just think you don't reinvent the wheel in scouting. Because like I always said, you're dealing with people. And the reason you want to get guys testing numbers is so you can compare them to previous players in the NFL that are having success and not having success. But the reason most of these guys succeed once they have the baseline talent is their work ethic, is their toughness, is their intangible stuff. Obviously at quarterback, but same with other positions. I know a lot of linemen that get washed out that are just kind of lazy, that don't really love football, that aren't tough. And those are things that, whether I send you to a pro day or not, like ultimately scouting the person is always going to be an inexact science and will always be a reason why guys miss on players because they miss on the person. And it's hard. A lot of these guys are coming from blue chip programs, having smoke blown up their ass since they were 15. You All you hear are good things. If the guy's a good guy, you want to like him. And sometimes you might hear, you know, I don't really know if he loves football. And you're like, well, look at his resume. He plays hard, and it just turns out sometimes he doesn't. And that's a that's a understandable mistake. If he just gets to the league, he's like, I don't really like it that much. Because it's hard to not like playing football and to be good at football. Because the games are hard. It hurts getting hit. You get injured playing football, even if you aren't going to miss a game. Like, your body hurts. You spend a lot of time with the trainers. You spend a lot of time in cold baths. actually ran into Bill Romanowski at my gym the other day. He told me that cold baths he thought were a little overrated. He said the key is just getting water. He said water is fantastic for recovery. It doesn't necessarily have to be cold. And Bill 
Didn't miss a game for 16 years. So I'd say back when the game was an absolute bloodbath. So I'd say he knows what he's talking about. He says, if you're sore, just go sit in water. I'm like, God, Bill, smart. Bill looks fantastic for like 55 years old. Holy moly. He looks better than me. I'm 36. But I, I just think the Rams are kind of feeling themselves right now. Rightfully so. They've had a very successful run. It's gone great with Sean McVay. And maybe they don't trust their scouts. Maybe they don't trust those guys out on the road to say stuff. But let's not act like they've changed everything because they haven't had any first-round picks. Okay, before we get in the Middlecoff mailbag, I, I just actually saw that Edelman retired. I love Julian Edelman. I, I, he's going to go down as one of the great seventh-round picks in NFL history. Super Bowl MVP. Made a ton of plays in big games over his life. The greatest player in the history of football would probably call him or Gronk his favorite teammate because he was a reliable teammate, an absolute war daddy, not very big, was fearless. To me, like when I think the Patriots, beside Brady, to me, Edelman is like Gronk, like Vrabel, like Brewski. I mean, he's one of the first guys I think about. What a badass. Uh, now, is he a Hall of Famer or not? That's been a conversation I've seen before. I don't know. I love Julian Edelman. I have the utmost respect for him just as a, as a consumer of football. Fucking loved watching him play. He was just just a special player, man. R- really was. Couldn't cover him in the slot. Feet. His ability to get open. Think about the Patriots really the last decade when they won their three Super Bowls the second half. They didn't have a star wide receiver. Their star wide receiver was their slot receiver and their tight end. Sad day, man. Great Patriot. First off, I want to say love the show. Appreciate it. My question is, what's your opinion? What's your option on the rumors that the Cowboys are interested in drafting Kyle Pitts? I'm conflicted because he would be a great weapon for Dak, but should the Cowboys focus on building a D, especially after the terrible last season? Thanks, Tony. Uh, I talked about it last week. I, I think it's a smokescreen. I think they want an offensive lineman or they want a sweet defensive player. I think they're using that. Now, their offense would be unstoppable. Kyle Pitts, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott. Sweet mother of God. <laughs> what would you do? But how would they stop anybody? They would be like uh, the New York, or I guess the Brooklyn Nets. Score 150, give up 140. But if you got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, who cares? So I, I I think they would think about it, but to me, the move is defense. If you have a premium player on defense, they need defensive help. Quick question about being a scout. When you are a scout for a team, are you assigned a school to scout, a position to scout, a specific player to scout? Good question. Your, your five or six basic scouts are called area scouts. They get my... My third year with the Eagles, I moved back out west, and I did the west. I had California, Arizona, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, uh, Montana, Colorado, New Mexico. Big geographical area. Not that many schools. You have a guy in the SEC. You have a guy in the southwest, midwest. You have a guy in the northeast. Then you have like a assistant college director or kind of like a roving scout that goes to all the top players, like the top three or four rounds. So your area scouts get the area. Your rover guy usually does the top four rounds. Your college director kind of does all the big schools. And then your GM and player personnel guy do a little bit of everything. 
right? They mainly focus during the season on the top guys, and then as the offseason goes, they kind of grade everybody. So, yeah, it's basically based, at least in my experience, and my friend's experience still in the league, on areas. Or the higher you get in, you know, like the the hierarchy of the company food chain, like if you become the college director, you don't necessarily have an area. Your area changes every year, right? You're always going to be going to Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, whatever. But some years, Washington may have more guys than Iowa, that might have more guys than Michigan State, so you just kind of go around. Typically area-based, yes. Good question. I have a theory about Mac Jones in San Francisco. Maybe this is just Shanahan doing his former team, the Falcons, a solid. By leaking that they are going to go with Jones, therefore leaving both Fields and Lance available at number four, that number four pick becomes more valuable, does it not? True. It does. But I don't think you can trade for the number four pick before you know what the Niners do. Unlike the Niners, who traded for the pick well before the draft, you cannot trade the Falcons a first-round pick without knowing who the Niners are going to take. Because what if you love Justin Fields and don't like Trey Lance and Mac Jones? And then all of a sudden, you've moved up, and you're like, well, shit, I don't want these guys. I think the Falcons, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think they would get a trade before the draft. Unless it, unless Kyle Shanahan came out and said on record, we're taking Mac Jones or Trey Lance or whoever. Long-time listener, first-time DMer. I have been listening to everyone all year since the Super Bowl. All talk that this year's draft has been about everyone but Jacksonville. Nobody is talking about the number one pick. The Jags have an all-time franchise draft this year. They have five picks within the top 65 and the number one overall pick. If they mess this up, the franchise will be moved. London, St. Louis, Mexico City, Tokyo. Oh, Tokyo? You're thinking big. Hideki! It's been a terrible franchise in a lowly market. They have hired Urban Meyer, who has probably the best knowledge of this year's draft, scouting every kid pre-COVID, and his decisions will change the entire NFL. I play a lot of Madden. Always sweeten a question when it drops. I play a lot of Madden. And this is the most fun team to turn around because of the sheer amount of cause and effect of the decisions of a franchise. Jacksonville can have a legit team, lose their team based on this draft, and nobody is talking about it. Please take a look and then give them thoughts. Middle cop, the GM, what would you do? Well, to me, the number one key is, they have two keys. Urban Meyer has to be a good coach because they haven't really had great coaching. Let's face it, Doug Marone, you know, kind of a clown. Like, Doug Marone's just a low-level NFL coach. He, he just is. His, I mean, uh, what was the guy's name? His defensive coordinator last year, I forget the guy, Todd something. I mean, they just, just low level. Now, Urban's a high-level guy. He has won everywhere he's been. If Urban Meyer is a top 10 coach, then Trevor Lawrence is going to be good. He has all the talent. And they can be kind of hit or miss on some of these picks. Now, I'm with you. They have so many picks in the top 65. They have several first-round picks the next couple years, second-round picks. You got to nail players. But to me, it's going to come down to Urban Meyer and 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 the quarterback. Now, they have some weapons on offense. That rookie running back was good. DJ Charks is good. They need some guys on defense. They, they drafted a pass rusher last year. Can they add another pass rusher? They have Josh Allen from a couple years ago. Um, they, they need a lot, right? They, they just need a lot. They drafted the rookie from Florida last year, right, in the, the corner. Uh, C.J. Henderson. 
So, I mean, they have talent on their team. If they hit on two or three of these guys on top of Lawrence, yeah, they could be good. Here's the problem. That division's good. The Colts are going to be good. The Titans are good. The Texans are a disaster. (laughs) John, love the pod. 37 and played Madden forever. God, we got some Madden diehards. I know the players in the league are very aware of their ratings and things like that, but I was curious if you thought the GMs and scouts viewed it as relevant at all. Could be one of the reasons we see so many trades and more aggressive moves with the younger guys. I hear what you're saying. I would imagine the majority of general managers have absolutely zero clue what anyone's ratings are in Madden. Unless they have like a GM's like 60 and has like a kid that's 20. I guess you could be like 50 and have a kid that's like right 20 or 15 or whatever and that are playing Madden. I would imagine most of them are not paying attention. If you told me that there was a trade based on Madden, I would say the, that team has some problems. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would red flag that team. But I, I know what you're saying. The Raiders have stockpiled D-linemen, sort of shored up the O-line, but still need one, and still have a lot invested in the underperforming linebacking corps. Who would be their best pick in the secondary at 17? Or are they likely to reach for the fourth year in a row and then maybe sign someone like Richard Sherman? Pretty pleased with Sugar on top. Let's find Las Vegas a fucking pass rush in 2020. Daniel. I think they have to get a middle linebacker that can run. The Raiders' defense, since I've been watching really, really closely the last decade, has been just, I mean, got to be the slowest in the league. They feel like they move like molasses. Even the year Khalil Mack won Defensive Player of the Year, I think he was an All-Pro at multiple positions, he had to make every play. When your linebacker is fast, like Fred Warner, Luke Keekley, Bobby Wagner, Eric Hendricks, your defense plays fast. Now, when you have, like I saw with the Niners, when they had Willis and Bowman, you couldn't do anything on them. Now, that's an outlier situation. But when your middle linebacker is a playmaker and can go sideline to sideline in this modern-day game and cover running backs out of the backfield, it changes your defense. It makes your pass rush better. Roquan Smith, going to be one of the Bears' best players for the next decade. I need a playmaking Jesse at middle linebacker. So whoever the best middle linebacker is on the board, and I think there's several, I think there's a guy out of Notre Dame who I know Daniel Jeremiah likes, and if Daniel Jeremiah likes him, I bet Mike Mayock likes him, that's who I'd take. They need a playmaker. I would move Jonathan Abram to linebacker and have him play in the box. He's not a safety. He cannot cover. But he can make plays, and he can tackle. I need team speed if I'm Gus Bradley. Because right now that defense is slow. It looks like syrup coming out of the bottle. And Mahomes and all those guys run right around him. They cannot stop a nosebleed. And the way to stop a nosebleed, if you don't have elite pass rushers, which they don't, is to have fast-playing defensive you know, linebackers or safeties. And Jonathan Abram can play fast, but he can't cover. So I need him making plays in the box. Add a middle linebacker, get those two guys down near the box, and have them make a lot of plays. That would help immensely. Appreciate everyone listening. Have a great day. Adios. Godspeed. Peace.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.